0: Welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your host, Grant Cohn, Jesse Naylor. Very serious time talking about football tonight. How you doing, Jesse? Good to see you.
1: Hey, fantastic to see you. Nothing more serious than talking about football on a Wednesday after Dark, at least on the East Coast.
0: This is oh so serious. I'm never going to crack a smile the entire show. In fact, I'm going to be like Pat McAfee and stand up and yell the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. What's he yelling about? I don't, I don't know. know worked up, but then you He's listen got- to him and it's like, man, you haven't said anything at any point. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I'm just biased. But I wanted to like him because everyone watches the show. And then I'd be like, man, you haven't said anything. But he yelled it loud. Anyway.
1: He's just, Watch, he's funny. Night. I think, I think yeah, that's right. it. He's just a character and he's gotten into the whole wrestling thing. I think that's like his shtick right now is like this whole wrestling deal he's got going. So I don't
0: know. Yeah, he is kind of funny. All right. So the Niners are starting to do things because camp opens in exactly a week and there are still a lot of free agents in holes in his roster. So according to reports, the 49ers are going to sign defensive tackle Robert Chemdiche. Jesse, what do you think?
1: God, I I got to be real. I don't know a lot about him other than he was a first round pick, I believe of the Seahawks in 2016, 26 overall, something like that. I mean, he, he can't be that great if he's still out there, right. As a free agent, but I will say this. The 49ers are really funny to me because they will say things where they show the utmost confidence in certain people but their actions say something different. Uh-huh. All off season, all we've heard is how confident they are in Kinlaw. Yeah, rehab's going good. We're watching him out the windows. He's looking great. Yeah, but then when they are right about to start training camp, they've got fifteen defensive linemen on this team—something crazy like that—and you go sign another defensive tackle. Why? Why? Yeah, why? What's he plays the same
0: position as the guy you just mentioned?
1: Now, I mean, maybe, maybe that goes back to our conversation about D Ford. Maybe it's more so about that they're going to let D Ford go now that he's able yeah, to pass a physical? I don't know.
0: Position.
1: They do, they do, but
0: maybe they feel like their the thing is maybe, maybe they need a camp body because maybe the guy you mentioned won't necessarily be out there for every single snap with first team maybe they'll need yeah. to go easy on him or maybe he won't be ready right away or who knows that's the first thing that went in my mind i can't body at best at worst it's um they need him because he guy started six games in his career he was a first round pick for the cardinals he did play for seattle last year he was the the number one recruit in the nation coming out of high school in 2013 but he's been a real disappointment i guess give him to chris Koster and see what happens um not really sure the guy's going to make the team, but as you pointed out, it's kind of interesting that he plays Kenloss position kind, more than yeah, kind of.
1: yeah. I mean, it ha- you have to raise an eyebrow at it, right? Yeah. You're bringing in a guy who was a first round talent. Yeah, you said the number one recruit in 2013. I mean, this what? is a guy who has a lot of talent that hasn't been reached. The uh-huh. potential hasn't been reached in the NFL. Chris Kasurik said he get the best out of everybody. We know <laughs> that already. We've seen it a thousand times over. So Still with that being said. He's still only 27. That's what I'm saying. It's not like yeah. he's old. So it's an interesting move to say the least. And and again, maybe they feel like they have a lot of depth on the edge, which I can agree with, actually. And so instead of replacing D Ford with another defensive end, well, you can do it with an interior lineman as a camp body and just see see what happens. But I do have to question what's going on with Kenlaw. Is he really as healthy? Because we were we were told this last year as well, right? He's yeah. healthy. He's ready. He was, you know, in practices a little bit, then sitting out of practices. His knee swelled up on the flight over to training. Just a bunch of weird things. So the hope is, is that he's healthy. He can get his career on on track and that everything that they've been telling us about him is accurate. And he's ready to go because they got to figure out if he is or if if he isn't at this point.
0: But it does feel like they just didn't they, like they just invested in a Javon Kinlaw insurance policy, like the day, the week before camp started. So not a great sign, although we'll have to see Um, one more player. The Niners are rumored to be interested in and may sign soon free agent center, Billy price. He was a first round pick in 2018. I believe Cincinnati. Um, They couldn't stand him for some reason. He lost his starting job. They moved him to guard. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. They traded him for peanuts. Started 15 games last year for the Giants, I guess was decent enough to keep the job, but the Giants instantly, instantly replaced him. new coaching staff. They brought in John Feliciano. Um, so he's out there and it seems like he's probably really cheap and young, maybe some athletic upside. What do you think?
1: I I think exactly what I thought about the other signing, right? If they do sign price again, it's a, It's not what you say, it's what you do. And you can't sit here and say that you've got the utmost confidence in somebody like Brindle and then bring in a guy that plays his position, a guy that could potentially be a starter and has been a starter quite a bit in this league, especially when you compare it to Brindle for the age and how many games that they've started. So if they bring in Price, that tells me they're not very confident in Brindle. And that would be two players potentially that they've sold us tickets on. When you were a kid, we used to call it wolf tickets, right? Mm -hmm. They've sold us wolf tickets on potentially two players this offseason. And fans ate it up the way that they always do. And maybe they're not as sold on some of these guys. So we'll see.
0: Now, I do think that Price probably will be a little bit more expensive than Kim D.J. I mean, he he started 15 games last year. So what what, would be nice about Price is that he he started 15 games at center last year, as opposed to Brendel, who played six snaps the last three years. Like, at least he's a starting center. And you, I looked up sure. on, you know, Pro Football Focus, uh, Assist Data Hub, these grading services. They both kind of agree that he's, you know, around like the 20th best center in the league. Something like Like below, a, not, I would say below average, but a starting center. But like the bottom half of the league.
1: He's the Jimmy Garoppolo of centers, is that what you're telling me?
0: He's an upgrade over Brendel, but he's a major downgrade for Mac. Mac, yeah. the Assist Data Hub had him as, as the third best center in the league last year. I don't know if you agree with that, but... That's not Billy Price, so it's going to be a big downgrade one way or another unless the Niners maybe get J.C. Treder and he's healthy. Corey Wiggs says if this team doesn't sign J.C. Treder, it's a disappointment. Yeah, I think Billy Price would be a bit of a disappointment, although he would be a, an upgrade over – I mean, he, well, he, he's worse than Daniel Brunskill. I'll put it that way. Brunskill a better player than Billy Price.
1: Yeah, probably, but I'll say this. I mean, at the same time, we've – we've kind of clamored for them to go sign somebody on the interior offensive line better than nothing. So it's better than nothing. Right. Than and nothing. I'm with you. I prefer Tretter. Here's the problem with Tretter. Well, the problem is Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team. So anytime he's here, you're not going to be able to sign Tretter. That's one Two, JC Tretter. I believe is the lead of the players union. True. Like he's, he's the head guy. So if you think he's going to come in at like, Fair bargain price on a one-year prove-it deal. No, no, no. You can't do that when you are the head of the players union. You have to go in and get your money. Like you right. have to set a tone and going in and, and taking little money or an incentive laden deal for a guy that's as talented as he is, whether he practices or not, that's not setting the tone that the players union would ever want. So that's that's an interesting thing that they've got to navigate through if they sign JC Treder.
0: Also, he wrote uh an article column for the NFLPA website this off season saying that um, Watson, Deshaun Watson's contract was great for players, and that players and uh, agents should all be pushing for fully guaranteed contracts. So that's where he's coming from. If you want to get JC Treader, you probably got to show him the money. And the Niners could and should, but they are looking at Billy Price instead. At least you know who Billy Price is. Right. Yep. Juice Man Jeremy says it's July twentieth, and Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> and Dee Ford are still on the roster. Hard to fathom. Who goes first? Ford?
1: I I think we had the conversation last week. I'm, I'm sticking with Ford somehow makes this team if he can pass a physical. I don't know why. I'm just going with it. Oh, gosh. And Debo doesn't get re-signed.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Okay. So let's move on to the news of the day. First off, this is from Mary Kay Cabot in Cleveland, who is more plugged in than anyone with that team. And she says the Browns are not expected to pursue Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade that they're just not interested. Now, I'm, I'm sure a bunch of teams would sort of swoop in like vultures if he were released because I sure. don't think we could get very much money on the open market. But in a trade, according to Mary Kay Cabot, Brown's not interested, which is interesting to me because out here on the West Coast, we were all assuming they would be. But I guess she's assuming that, I don't know, not going to be a full – basically she said under no circumstances are the, are the Browns trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow, that's interesting. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, that tells you that Watson's not going to get suspended for you know, probably eight games or less potentially, right? And so I think the whole premise of Jimmy Garoppolo going to Cleveland was twofold. One, Watson gets suspended all year. If that's not going to happen, then that ruins that. And two, they were the one team after Baker got traded to Carolina that could take on his whole contract. Well, I mean, that, that doesn't really fit the mold anymore. And so, yeah, if Cleveland's not in, I just where does that leave Jimmy? Right? Like it it we keep saying once this ball drops, this I mean we've been saying this since March. Well, once Wentz, well, once Trubisky, well, once Watson, once Baker, it's there's no market for Jimmy. There's just not a market to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I there there can't be at this point. So I just think that it's just another team. That's out of the mix, and at this point, we really shouldn't be surprised.
0: I just think it's really funny on the day that Adam Schefter breaks the news that uh, Don Yee is now allowed to start seeking a trade. You got the, the Cleveland delegation being like, "Yeah, we're good, we're good." Saying, I know everyone's <laughs> looking out. at us. I know everyone's looking at us right now. Nope, not gonna happen. I think that's really funny. Also, the way that that Adam Schefter phrased it, they're allowed to start seeking a trade, like like they weren't allowed last week. They weren't allowed three months ago. I mean. If, the phrasing of it was very pro-Jimmy. It was like, now that he can start. Now the Niners are finally taking the shackles off. And and he's been cleared to practice. But he probably won't because the Niners are going to be cautious. They're going to be cautious. But Jimmy is a hero and an inspiration. And he's, gonna, <laughs> he's cleared. It's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But he's not going to practice. He won't be practicing? Okay. All right.
1: Do we, do we have this as a separate topic? Because if we don't, I'll go in on it now. But we'll if we do, then... Go. Okay. All right. Here's the deal with that. So this to me tells me that the 49ers are setting up to do exactly what we've talked about in cutting Jimmy and saying it's what's best for him. Right. And here's, here's how you parlay this into that whole situation. We gave him the opportunity to seek a trade. Mm. We didn't find a trade that made sense for Jimmy Garoppolo and our team. And so we're going to do right by Jimmy Garoppolo. But even though even though he's been out there and has been willing to negotiate a contract, which we knew months ago, even though we know that they've been able to seek a trade, this is nothing crazy new. This is them hedging their bets. If he doesn't get traded, then we can play that ticket. And it's also them hedging their bets and saying, hey, we will hang on to him up until the very, very last minute. By taking it careful with him. And we can use the he's still rehabbing. That's why he's not around the team as an excuse. They played this very well both ways. They've given themselves an out on either side to this point. So if Jimmy doesn't show up to training camp, I mean, it was reported that he wasn't going to show up to training camp. We're taking it easy. He's rehabbing. And if they cut Jimmy, they've already laid the groundwork for that. Very, very genius work here by John Lynch. I, I like what he did with this one.
0: But so the question is, will Jimmy Garoppolo find a trade partner before the season starts? I don't think oh. anyone expects that that's going to happen. No, no, no,
1: not at this point. I mean, there are more teams involved, I potentially involved now than there was a month ago. But even out of those potential involvements, at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense for any team to take on Jimmy Garoppolo. And pay that that full amount when he's got to get cut. And then he's out there to be had anyways. So why? Why? Like no team's desperate enough for a starting quarterback that is going to compete this year. Uh Cleveland was the one team that fit that mold if Watson was unable to play for the whole year. But that's, I mean, we're hearing as low as two games at this point, which is crazy. But that's what we're
0: hearing. So Here's the thing, though. You think the Niners are going to do the right thing and that they want to cut Jimmy and they're just looking for an excuse and that Jimmy's going to ask for the tr- for the release as Steve Young suggested and that the Niners are going to be like, yes, he asked for the release. First of all, I'm skeptical on a couple of, a couple of ways. You're telling me Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't want to make 27 million dollars this year? I, that's that's the first thing. I mean, I'd like to make 27 million dollars, and if he asks for a release, he ain't making anywhere near that uh, on the open market. Um, what's the other thing I wanted to say? My wife just walked up. It's her fault. I'm distracted. <laughs> no, okay, the other thing. No, this is the main point. If the Niners keep him, they can trade him midseason. And, you know, every week that goes by, he'd be cheaper for the upcoming team. Um, they could do that. And if he they don't trade him because they're never going to trade him, they could get the third-round comp pick for him next year. So would they, out of the kindness of their hearts, cut him and walk away from a third-round comp pick? You know how much they love comp picks. I haven't seen a team as addicted to comp as the, I mean, the Niners love comp more than anyone else. That's the, what I keep coming back to. I, they could be like, Oh, you want us to cut you? Well, maybe you shouldn't have freaking, maybe you should have told us you were going to have this shoulder surgery. Cause we didn't know. And we were like this close to getting a good offer for you, something better than a comp pick. You've spring this on us. And now you want us to like do the right thing and cut you like, no, we'll let you sit here and be embarrassed all year and then take the third round comp pick and blame it on you. I feel like that's on the table, man, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm cynical like that.
1: You, you, and I'm, and I'm a fan. So this is, this is why this show is great. Cause we're on yeah. complete opposite ends of the spectrum. When it, the way that we view this team in a lot of areas, this is one of them. I just, okay, sure. They can get a third round comp pick, but they're doing two things. First of all, they're saying a third-round comp pick, which is essentially a fourth-round pick. Third-round comp pick is worth more than $25 extra million dollars next year. That's one thing they're telling you. And two, that Jed York is willing to pay that this season to get a third-round comp pick. What I like about what they're doing is that they know that Jimmy can't be traded, right? And so by laying this groundwork the way that they have right here, we keep talking about, well, if you keep Jimmy, and you just said it, Maybe another team gets desperate. Maybe another team has their quarterback go down and then they need Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh But what if that team that has their quarterback go down is the 49ers and they got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo versus if you hold him until the very bitter last second, you make sure that Trey Lance comes out of this thing healthy. Uh You don't need Jimmy Garoppolo. And then you let him walk. You don't pay him. You save that extra 25 million to roll over to next year to double up. Jed York doesn't have to pay that money. You have money that's freed up in case you start six and one, five and two, and you feel great about this thing to where you can go make a bold move and bring in a player that can help you win a championship. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play as a starter this year. It's too late. Like you win all the way around to me. If the 49ers pass up that opportunity, that would be crazy. That'd be crazy.
0: Flav says Trey and Jesse have led the same amount of game winning drives since high school. Thinking Trey will just be able to do this consistently is, is delusional. Guy has zero experience leading drive a game on the line. Yeah. I mean, will he be able to like consistently win games at the end? Like, no, no one does, but neither does Jimmy. Like Jimmy lost at the end in Seattle. He lost to Seattle twice last year. Uh, he threw, he almost threw a pick in Cincinnati. He had to get a second chance in overtime to win that game. I mean, he blew it in the in the Super Bowl. He blew it in the NFC championship game. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be a pro bowler or a Hall of Famer, but it's time to let him s- see what he can do because the only person standing in his way is like the 27th best quarterback in the league. Jimmy, go be a backup somewhere else. And I don't know if the Niners were right to trade up for Trey Lance. I don't know if he was worth three first-round picks, but I know he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy's going to be a backup quarterback this year. James, Richard I got Garoppolo. a few
1: things to say about this. One, okay, it's fair. You, I don't know for sure. It's impossible, but you also don't know for sure that he can't lead game-winning drives. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it can't be done. That's one. Two, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't lead game-winning drives. Every time he does, let's let's go through the games real quick. Packers, he needed a second chance. Why? Because he threw a backwards pass, gave the Packers the ball. If the Packers get a touchdown there, which they should have, yeah. game's over anyways, he doesn't get the second chance. Then he goes and scores, and then the narrative changes to, well, the defense couldn't hold, Jimmy did his job. Defense he got a second before. chance there. Yeah, defense right. held
0: before. Yeah, after his backwards pass.
1: Cincinnati, second yes, chance. Right. Jesse Bates should have pick six that. Not only that, if Jimmy Garoppolo hits an out pattern, the drive before that drive, a wide open Debo, who he was looking at and passed up for an underneath route on a third down. If he hits that pass, game's over, anyways. So really he needed three chances there. Then we go to the Rams in week eight, uh week 18. They got stifled when they needed the game-winning drive. Three and out. We thought the game was over. They get a second chance. Then Jimmy goes and leads a game-tying drive. We go into overtime, and the rest is history. Jimmy's not leading game-winning drives on his first time around. He's the king of second chances, the king of circumstances, and people lead it up. So I- I'm just not buying any of this, well, exactly I mean, He's
0: like Tony Romo or Drew Brees or something. like. The guy is a liability, and that's why no one wants him to be their starting quarterback this year. He's going to be a backup. And the thing is, like, Trey's an unknown. I'll take an unknown with uh, talent over Jimmy Garoppolo, who is a known. You know he's not good enough. That's why he's a backup now because you know he's not good enough. And he's 30. So, I mean, he's going to have to get a second chance after sitting out for a while and really impress people because his day is over. There's always going to be someone younger, someone more tantalizing who's going to get a shot over Jimmy because you know what he is and it's not good enough. So, look, that's that's all it is. You can't trade up to number three and sit the dude on the bench for two years. So because you have Jimmy G on your team, if you had Tom Brady, maybe if or Aaron Rodgers, that's the only way you could justify doing that. You can't justify it with Jimmy freaking G. Sorry, Flay, but you can keep arguing with me. And if if he's
1: so good and if Trey Lance is as good as what we think he can be, there's a possibility they don't need many game winning drives because they're just winning the game. that's (laughs) that's true. <laughs> right that's like true. you don't need game winning drives if you're just winning games so i don't know
0: yeah it's not like the defense is going to keep him in the game you know who kept the other team in the game in the last couple of years jimmy jimmy he kept the other team in the game the niners defense was playing elite uh football the running game was playing elite football with the, but the quarterback over here being like come on let's we're let's not hurt the other team's feelings you know what i mean we have to we have to be out here three hours with these guys look at their faces. They're, I'm going to, they're demoralized. Let me, let me pep them up a little. That's Jimmy. He keeps both teams in the game. It's quite big of him.
1: He's been more of a 12th man for Seattle than any of those fans ever have been. Let's be clear about that. The
0: One real Zangetsu. Donates a dollar. Thank you. Damian Jasso says, Grant, love the show. What's so special about Jimmy's command in the huddle? Laugh my ass off. Uh, I think he's got like, you know, a a I think he's got a lot of bass in his voice when he says it, whatever he says. And I think he might, I think his eyes twinkle. There's a twinkle in his eye.
1: But he says whatever he says.
0: Well, I don't know what he said. He repeats <laughs> the play. Damien Chasso, thank you. Um, C Turley says, Can you realistically see Jimmy getting traded to Seattle? No, I can't. That's an arch enemy guaranteed 2 0 record, though. I think, well, hold on. We're going to talk about, we'll talk about. I, I'm not going to dismiss the, the idea of a trade. we will come back to that in a minute. Double B Studio says, What date does Jimmy need to be off the roster? The day before game one. Dude, who says he's going to be off the roster? I'm telling you. They they got a third-round comp pick waiting. That's Danny Gray. That's Ambry Thomas. Love them. Love if
1: them. If they Love want that. to save that money, they got to do it the day before game one. That's really what it comes down to. All
0: right. So we're going to get back to the trade stuff in a minute. But part of the report is that Adam Schefter said that Jimmy Garoppolo's cleared. Ian Rappaport said not fully cleared to make all the throws. Rapp- Schefter says, yeah, okay, but he's cleared to practice. But the Niners are going to be extremely cautious with him. What does that mean? Does that mean that he's cleared to practice, but won't that's what it sounds like. How do you interpret it?
1: Yeah, that's exactly that it's code for. We don't want him around this team. And so we're going to use his injuries and excuses to why he's not able to be around this team because he's still rehabbing and he's on track, right? He's on track. That's what we kept hearing. He's on track. He's been throwing for weeks. Like what do we mean? He's on track. This man can pass a freaking physical tomorrow. That's what it sounds like to me. That's, that's the vibe I get. If you've been throwing for multiple weeks, you're a quarterback. You're paid to throw the football. If you can throw the football, sounds like you can pass a physical. So to me, this is them using that, again, as that out, so they can say, hey, Jimmy's not here because he's rehabbing. That's that's their way of being cautious with the situation.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. It comes out the day after Ian Rappaport said, you know, not fully cleared, not going to be thrown until – not going to be – not fully cleared until mid August. And then the implication was, well, you know, that really, I felt I hurt any trade value that you might've had. And so the next day Ian Rappaport's main uh, competitor comes out with clearly different information from a different source saying, wait a second, Jimmy is cleared, but the Niners don't want him to practice, but he wants to practice because he's a tough guy and he's a hero. And everyone loves Jimmy. It just feels like people like Jimmy's nice. So people are nice about Jimmy. It- in the media. I'm like, oh, he's such a nice guy. I can't say what he really is. Anyway, being cautious with Jimmy means he's in bubble wrap. If you want to trade for we're we know that if any quarterback is likely to get hurt around the league in, in camp, it's Jimmy. So we'll put him in sure. bubble wrap and wait for some other quarterback maybe to get hurt in a game in a practice. And then Jimmy's ready because he hasn't been touched. Otherwise, oh, I,
1: I bet you a million dollars if if team B has their quarterback go down. You see Jimmy throwing immediately that film hits, hits Twitter timelines. I guarantee it.
0: Do you think they'll throw him in a preseason game or do you think the throwing he'll have to do is like a private session in front of a team?
1: Yeah. I think it would just be more of like a private, private type thing. Yeah. And it may honestly may not even be with the team. Like it just may be him rehabbing and showing that he can throw a 12 yard in pattern. (laughs) That's what he does.
0: Pretty much over and over and over again. All right. So, I think there's a real uh, possibility that this drags out on into the season to the trade deadline. But either way, if if the Niners are going to trade Jimmy G, it seems to me that they're going to have to pick up most or all of the money on his company, but certainly most. And here's why. I mean, most of these don't even have the the, the uh, cap space to take. Them. I don't think there's any teams really in the market for that twenty seven million dollar contract. So, but from the Niners' perspective, they're right in the position right now where they would potentially be willing to spend $27 million for a third-round comp pick, right? That's kind of what they're bluffing, positioning, that's the position they're in. We might spend $27 million to get the 104th pick in the draft. All right, okay. If you would do that, would you pay $27 million to a team for them to take Jimmy and maybe get a a better third-round pick or a late two? I mean, like how, if you would pay twenty seven million for a third round comp, what is what does twenty seven really million really get if you offer that to another team? we'll We'll pay for you to have Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Just give us the best pick possible. What do you think they would get if they would spend pay for the entire freaking salary? man I don't
1: because Baker Baker's younger, Baker's more talented. Now he's not the quote unquote leader that Jimmy is. I think I, think I would agree with that. but
0: Real quick, hold on. So you, so the Niners call up the Seattle Seahawks, and they're like, look, we will pay for Jimmy Garoppolo to play for you this year. We want a second-round pick. The Seattle going to be like, we're good, thanks? Oh. <laughs> 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 You're paying us to have Jimmy Garoppolo, and yeah. you just want a second-round pick? No. We'll give you fourth.
1: <laughs> yeah, because Baker Mayfield went for what? Wasn't it a fifth? And it was a not even a fifth. It's a future fifth, which is basically equivalent to a sixth-round pick. Baker Mayfield got traded for a six-round pick, and they had to eat half that salary. So now Jimmy's going to go for a second, a th- even a third? There's no – I just – I, I can't see
0: it. $27 million dollars for your second-round pick. Whoa. We have to have Jimmy, though?
1: That's <laughs>
0: – Can we cut Jimmy? Can we just cut him? Maybe they'll
1: do that. Uh, how messed yeah. up would that be? Oh, we'll my gosh. $27 no.
0: million dollars for the second-round pick. Okay, we'll just cut Jimmy, though. I don't know. Yeah.
1: They no, no, because because again it goes if back you're to you were to
0: spend 27 million for that third round comp, you might just buy a pit. Buy a pit.
1: That again to me, like this goes back to this is a major mistake. If you pay a single solitary cent for Jimmy Garoppolo and it doesn't net at least a second round pick, you can't make that trade. You can't. You can't Would do you it. Would
0: you rather have A second or third round pick or $27 million rolled over to next year?
1: $27 million. No question about it.
0: Yeah, agree. But I think the Niners would consider doing this because, to me, again, it's all about John Lynch's win-loss record. I mean, he's a good general manager. He's got a good team. He's got a good roster. But the trades, he hasn't won a lot of them. DeForest Buckner, D. Ford, I think he's sensitive about that. Uh, So I think it means something to him to get that third round comp pick. To get it to get something and be like, look, we well, yeah, you know, we moved off of Jimmy, but we got back what we what we gave up for him. I think that means something to him. It shouldn't, but I think it does.
1: It certainly shouldn't because I, I think they've already won that trade. I mean let's let's be real. You're talking about a guy who was essentially your starter. I mean he didn't start because he was injured or whatever, but he was your starting quarterback going into four seasons. That's worth a second round pick. I, for a team that was Making the playoffs and making deep runs, whether it was him or not, they've already won that trade. I mean, a second-round pick is not a lot for a guy who can start in the league at the quarterback position. That it is just true. isn't. I, they've already won the trade, so like, why? At this point, you're just you're being petty about it.
0: I mean, the problem really wasn't the trade; it was the extension. Right. Right. You know well, not I even mean, I mean, five games. He's the highest-paid player in the league. That's that's great. And you're going to give him every single penny of that deal. So that's even better. The,
1: that's it's 20. Honestly, it wasn't what? even the extension grant. It's not taking the outs in that. Con- they've had outs since the end of 2019. You passed on Tom Brady. You passed on starting Trey Lance. Right? I wanted them to get Tom Brady. I know. I don't know. But you, you the franchise, right? What? And so you had multiple outs as a franchise and you chose not to take those outs. Yes. That's That's where I have the issue. Because Parag actually did some really nasty work in setting up that contract, giving you multiple ways to get out. And you're like, oh, no, we'll just. Oh, and then and then even better if they do keep him this year, Grant. Now you're actually saying not only did we pass on Tom Brady, not only did we allow our rookie quarterback to develop the way that we should have so that we could go win a Super Bowl this year. But to top it off, he's a backup and we're still going to pay him this money. That's crazy talk.
0: Yeah, that makes it look bad. Sean says, oh, thank you for the $20, Sean. I just got some insider information. My cousin is a mid-level staffer for the Niners, Oregon. He overheard a meeting. He found out Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. That was That's good. good. Set it up. I thought he really was going to have something there for a second. I did, game. too. That was hilarious. Too. Isn't I it crazy? I thought
1: going to have to do with, like, price or something like that. That's awesome. That Unreal.
0: Cool. Can't believe good. it. John, can you confirm? John, I just wanted to call. I'm hearing from this- – Multiple sources that Jimmy Garoppolo on your This can't be true. Tell me, can't be true. It's July twentieth. <laughs> on the goal line says Jesse, I still want that Jimmy G bet if Jimmy G ends up in Seattle. Oh for sure, yeah, we'll take that bet. Zach Bowen says, won't surprise me if Jimmy G doesn't land with anyone. Love the show, go Niners, man. That's harsh. I think people would love him as a backup. For sure. I mean, he's such Does a Jimmy good guy. A just just for the just for the. You know, the, the potlucks alone. I mean, he, he brings pizza. People like him. He's he's <laughs> the life of the party. You gotta have him on the team.
1: He's got a swimming pool. Nobody else on the team has a swimming pool. Jimmy Garoppolo has a swimming pool. Like that, that those alone.
0: At the end of the soccer season, like whoever brought the pizza was like, You're my new best friend. Thank you. Oh, for sure. I didn't know for you were sure. gonna be that kid, but I'm glad you are. <laughs> uh Miguel Santana says Kyle already said D Ford won't be on this team yeah he says a lot of things all I know is that he's still on the team Sure. sure. That, they
1: they could have cut him after June 1st they could have cut him any day after June 1st that, that was it so why I'm not saying he's I'm not willing to go to bat for him and say he's for sure making this team it's just a little weird that when you could have cut him for I don't know. The last forty or so days, you've chosen not to. That's a little strange.
0: Flave says Jimmy has actually led a game-winning drive in the NFL. Trey hasn't done anything. Question mark exclamation point Is he asking in a loud voice? I think. In what profession do you just assume someone knows how to do something without with experience? Football. Use your head, Jess. You're hoping. Hold on. So, by Flave's logic, any NFL quarterback who has led in a game-winning drive is a better quarterback than Trey Lance or, or more valuable than Trey Lance. But that's just not the case. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why why Trey Lance went top five, why teams were interested in him. I, I'd rather have him than Brian Hoyer. I'd rather have him than Nick Mullins. I'd rather have him than Jimmy Garoppolo. If the Niners had a, a a Pro Bowl quarterback, there'd be a discussion in sitting this guy another year. But they don't. Jimmy is not good. He has the best team, the best defense, the best Weapons and the guy can't make it to the Pro Bowl. It is time for someone else to get a shot. And if Trey Lance can't get it done, then someone else will get a shot. All we know is that he's the next man up. He's up. It's his turn. We've seen enough of Jimmy. This is Jimmy's fault, Flav. If Jimmy were better, Trey'd be on the bench still. But he's not.
1: Well, while you Flav. were talking, I just looked up, I don't know, six or so quarterbacks that have come into the league in the last few years and were rookies. Um, they all had multiple game winning drives. So to assume that somebody, so, so if something hasn't happened by your, by your proclamation, if something hasn't happened, that means it cannot happen. Yeah. So why does any quarterback ever come into the pros and ever have a game winning drive? Because it's never been shown. So I I think assuming that a quarterback can play the quarterback position in the fourth quarter just yeah. like he could in the first quarter is not that weird of an assumption.
0: Also, Flav, just like wait a month. You know, like this is gonna be, these are all like statistical anomalies because of the pandemic and because Kyle Shanahan had a bad win-loss record when he drafted Trey Lance and needed to get some wins out of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh just wait for it. This like all all the things he's never done, he'll he'll do it in September. So just wait for it. And once Trey starts winning, then the, the Jimmy Garoppolo hive, the Jimmy Garoppolo stands are gonna have nothing to point to with their guy. Jimmy's going to be standing there holding the clipboard saying, I just win. And his replacement's going to be there winning with better numbers, uh, playing better football. And Jimmy's, you know, whatever he was going to make on the on the open market next year is just going to go down because everyone's going to look at him and be like, I'm oh, sorry, remind you. Remind me what you did, what you brought to the table in San Francisco, because it looks like nothing is what's going to happen.
1: Let's let's also say this again. Let's go back to the original point. Nobody for sure knows what Trey's going to be. We're, we're projecting. Right. And we're using past experience to project, right? Whether good or bad, none of us truly know. But one thing we do know for a fact is Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers will not win a Super Bowl. And here's how we know that we know that in two ways. One, he's had multiple chances and has not got it done. That's one. Mm. Two, we know from past experiences in the NFL. One thing I can tell you is no quarterback since 1986, other than Joe Flacco. Has won a Super Bowl without making a Pro Bowl. So why would Jimmy be any different? It's just not gonna happen. So if we know that Jimmy is not the answer, we don't know if Trey's the answer or not. We know Jimmy's not the answer. So why would we continue to waste time on a guy that we know is not the answer because we have a guy that we're not sure is the answer or not? You have also, to figure it out
0: Black O is like strangely elite in the playoffs for whatever reason. Extremely
1: elite. I mean very opposite.
0: He threw 25 touchdown passes and 10 picks in the playoffs. Like, who the in 2012? He threw 11 touchdowns and no picks. Are you, you like you understand how good he was that year that he won the Super Jimmy's never done anything like that? He's been a passenger at best and an arsonist at worst in the playoffs. Joe Flacco, like, outplayed Tom Brady, outplayed Peyton Manning. I mean, multiple times. I don't know who that guy thought he was. Eli Manning had a little bit in that, uh, of that in him, too. Two guys who were really mediocre quarterbacks, but in in the playoffs, they were actually better. Yeah. They were better.
1: Yeah, something about them. As
0: opposed well to Jimmy, who's way worse. Okay, uh, <laughs> thank you, Flav. F you, Jobu, i do it myself. I don't get it. Is it possible the Niners allowed Jimmy Garoppolo to seek a trade to prove the lack of a starter market so that they can renegotiate his contract? Mm. Hey, man, you want to be a starter? You think a team wants you? Go ahead. Let us know which team that is, because it's not Cleveland. And they're the only team that actually has cap space to trade for you in your are 27. So you let me know. It's not Cleveland. When you find out that it's no one, let us know. Cause what we're gonna do, what they could do, is cut him on the last day of camp and say, look, you could leave and go somewhere else and maybe start, but you don't know their you don't know their playbook. You haven't been in their in their training camp. And we'll pay you more. We'll pay you one million dollar more than your best offer just to be our backup. And, you know, who knows? If Lance get hurt, you can be back in the saddle. So we'll see. Does, does Jimmy Garoppolo better himself take less to maybe start somewhere else? The Niners could save money that way. They could do that.
1: That, And I'm not necessarily fully against that. I don't want – I personally don't think having Jimmy here is good for Jimmy <laughs> or is good for the 49ers just because this is a guy who was looked at as a leader on this team and now all of a sudden is here to take a backup role. But – I'm not totally against cutting him and then re signing him for say $8 eight million, right. ten million, even right just for that insurance. And then maybe give him some incentives that it's like, hey, if you start four games or three there games, you, you get X amount. Something there like that. Like I'm not necessarily or totally against that. Run to
0: Seattle and play behind that atrocious offensive line and try to learn right. that system in two weeks and see how it goes.
1: Yeah. I'm more yeah, open to like that than just well, keeping man. him at twenty seven million. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. That that might be what the Niners do. This uh, good call. Whoever, um, no, that's a great comment. Daniel Elman says that the Niners stayed at 12 and drafted Mac Jones. Are they Super Bowl chance right now? I think, yes, Trey might be better long term, but one chip equals, I don't think so. I'm not that excited about Mac Jones. He was pretty not so great down the stretch, not so great in the playoffs. I think he's an average NFL quarterback, which is remarkable for a rookie, but I don't think he's going to be ever much better than average, in my opinion. He's like Tua, he's the right handed Tua.
1: I don't I don't see the the over love for Matt I mean Mac's gonna be fine like he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to start in the league for many many years I mean 10, he was slightly better than Jimmy last year but I don't know if he was enough better to make them win a Super Bowl I mean he he didn't
0: look that great against Buffalo in the playoffs to win a Super Bowl I think you have to have a quarterback who's either top 10 in the league or can play like it for an entire playoff stretch. Foles could play like it in the playoffs. Flacco could do it in the playoffs. Eli could do it in the playoffs. Jim can't. He's not a top 10 quarterback in the regular season, and he's definitely not one in the playoffs. Um, Mac Jones, he just seems like good, but not good enough. Like a better Jimmy.
1: And maybe Mac Jones gets to that Kirk Cousins level, right? And I've been on record for saying that if if this team had Kirk Cousins, they'd have a couple rings. I, I do believe that. But Mac Jones as a rookie was not as good as Kirk Cousins at this point in his career. Maybe in two, three years, maybe you can have that argument. I'm not 100% not right sold
0: on Kirk Cousins either because he is good, but, I mean, he's had some – More sold on Kirk than I am Mac. Oh, true. I agree. <laughs> Nathan Flores says, I think Flav is Jimmy Two picks. <laughs> or one of his brothers. Matthew Sanders says, Flav's been on the sauce since noon Pacific today. He's uh the unmasked superego of, of Jimmy Stan, or he's Jimmy's crush, can't tell yet. Hard to say but he actually just left another one we're going to get to it in a minute c turley says niners had an elite drive flave niners had an elite drive flave they won in spite of jimmy can trey do worse than jimmy no he can't you both agree kyle's playbook is more explosive with trey i mean sure. all the good things they say about what what jimmy does like you know his completion percentage yards per attempt it's the system i mean mullins had a high yards per attempt uh, Lance has a high yards per a 10. He had a higher yards per completion than Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of it is just the system. And Jimmy doesn't even do it that well.
1: The he argument went... I've been making since last year, Grant, as to why Trey Lance should have started last year. This team ran the ball 49% of the time. Right. So if you run the ball 49% of the time, can Trey Lance help in the thing that you do half the time?
0: Yeah, certainly. Yes.
1: he can. It's just Jimmy to
0: run when it's 11 on 11, than 10 on 11.
1: Right. Jimmy doesn't help at all in the run game.
0: And again, like, why are you running that much? You're invested heavily. You have have an all pro wide receiver. You have a formerly all pro tight end. You had, you spent a first round pick that you traded up for as a number two. You're very invested in your receivers. And yet you have to run the ball more than any team other than Seattle because of Jimmy, not because that's what you want to do. Jimmy's can't make it seem like, well, that's just what Kyle wants to do. Like, no, not really. I mean, he wants to be somewhat balanced, but Jimmy forces him to throw this much to run that more, you know, it's not just it's 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 out of whack. It's more than any other team except for Seattle. So,
1: yeah, I I just to me, it's it's basic math. So if you help in 49 percent of the game, let's say the other 51 percent, he's only effective in 25 percent of that. Well, you're still helping in 74 percent of the game. Even if Jimmy helps in all 51 percent, that's still less because he's not helping in the run game like this is simple math to me.
0: Yeah. 808 Niners has the Pats drafted Duke Dawson, a DB with the Niners pick. If they get anything for Jimmy, it's a win. They made a super bowl and an NFC championship game. That's greater value than Duke Dawson. Didn't they trade down and get a bunch of people? I, I think so. I don't, I don't remember. it was just exactly. one guy. I'll yeah. have to check that out. Thanks for the 10 bucks. So I think you, I think they traded down and made it like a lot of people. That's, yeah. that's Either I way.
1: They, I think that the Niners have won,
0: right? Yeah. Move on, John Flave. Love you, man. He's giving me like 100 bucks today. This guy's a really nice. LOL, all <laughs> love, fellas. Fun seeing all the people in the chat get fired up. Would pay double for this. No, really, there needs to be more people bringing this uh, perspective to the argument because it's a fun argument. Hope I'm wrong about Trey, but if not, I'll at least get to make Grant wear it for the next five years. Yeah, that's true. If if Trey ends up being worse than Jimmy Garoppolo, I have to say I will be really, really shocked and it will shake me because I feel like I, I just believe it and I feel like I've seen enough and I it's a truth an axiom that I live by. And if it turns out that I'm wrong, it's really going to humble me, but I'm not wrong. Now I'm not saying, (laughs) I'm not saying Trey's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I never said he would be elite or that he end up necessarily justifying the trade. But from day one, I'm like, this guy's better than Jimmy. He's better than Jimmy. That's it. And that's what I'm standing on.
1: If the bet is, go ahead. ahead. I I was just going to say, if the bet is him being Patrick Mahomes, I'm not taking that bet. But if the bet is he's better than Jimmy, I'm, Betting not, I'm betting my house and everything in it confidently that he will be that in his career. No question about it. But Flav, I got to give you credit because you're right. At the end of the day, nobody's going to remember Flav from June 20th on Grant's show. If you never show your face again, you win, right? Like it's cool. You can walk away. Everybody remembers what I say and what Grant says. Here on 49ers After Dark, and it's here on video, so we can be held accountable. People know where to find us. So
0: that's a smart move by you. There is a big difference between Jimmy and Trey. Steve Young's talked about it. Um, Jimmy doesn't seem to care. Like he'll throw three picks in practice, come out smiling, like he just lit it up. Like he just has this next play attitude, which to me, like, bothers me. But because to me, it's over the top with Jimmy, but actually, it's a good thing. You know, like you don't need to be having a guy like fretting over one imperfection. Trey's on the other side. Trey's a perfectionist. And what Steve's saying is he can't be too much of a perfectionist because there's a lot of pressure on him. And, um, you know, like Trubisky was too much of a perfectionist. The guy I think of is Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a perfectionist. And there'd be times when a guy was open and he would see it, but he wouldn't pull the trigger because he wasn't open enough. And I think Trey might be like that a little bit, but. That's okay because he's not going to turn the ball over a lot, I don't think. And if he's a super Alex Smith, like an Alex Smith with a super strong arm and and a, and faster legs, and like that's a really good quarterback. That's a better. I mean, Alex Smith was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. A super Alex Smith, that's not exactly probably what you thought you were getting when you traded up. But if that's the floor for Trey Lance, Alex Smith, okay, I like that. If That's the floor. The thing,
1: the thing about yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's it. That's it. Like, we think the floor is much higher than Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's yeah. really all it comes down to. And you know, I we'll we'll see. Time's going to tell, but I'm very confident in what Trey Lance is ultimately going to bring. But but I will say this: you were talking about the perfectionist side. So maybe mid game, it's not the the best to kind of worry about the last play. Like, I think there is an art to being able to forget the last play and yep. move on good or bad. A lot of quarterbacks talk about that, but I can also tell you that one thing that Jimmy hasn't done because of that off shucks attitude is it's he true. hasn't taken it seriously enough. In my opinion, to fix those routine mistakes that he makes and he continually okay. makes them well, put. Trey Lance already. And this is all over film. If you go watch it, will make a mistake. And later on in that very same game, not the next game, that very same game will get the same exact look and make the right decision because he is a perfectionist and he is holding himself accountable, just like when a game is over and Jimmy is the reason that they lost and they say, hey, Jimmy, you know, what happened on those picks? Well, we got to do we, we, we. But when they ask Trey Lance, he's like, yeah, I got to be better there. This is what I was looking at. I got to be better.
0: You know who That's was a perfectionist difference. to a fault? Nick Mullinson. Oh, for sure. Like, if the game got off to a hot start, he'd, he'd be confident. He'd be good. he come in in relief. He'd light it up. He'd be good. Uh, that game against the Raiders, he was good. If it didn't go well in the first quarter, it was snowball on him. And you could sort of see him, like, lose confidence and lose belief in himself. And it's like, man, you can't have that temperament and be a starting quarterback in the, or be a professional athlete. Definitely not a starting quarterback. So I don't think Trey's going to be like that where he, you know, he throws a pick in the first quarter and all of a sudden he just has the worst start ever. I think we've seen him. He's a very confident person, very confident athlete. And he feel, I think he can bounce back. Steve Young was a perfectionist to a degree. He just wasn't too much of one. I think Trey Lance. Anyway, it was interesting for Steve to talk about it. Like it's a good thing, but not too much. And this is where he's at. He has to, he has to make sure he's not too much because I guess the pressure is, you know, you got to replace a guy who won 75% of his starts. There's no margin for error here. Same thing with Wentz. You got to replace a guy who won the Super Bowl. There's no margin for error here. Um, that's tough. But at the same time, you got to realize, like, dude, you're replacing Jimmy G. That guy didn't care. I mean, he he cared. But, I mean, he had no conscience is what I'm trying to say. He had no conscience. You don't have to have a conscience or, or a big one. Just don't throw And,
1: and he you. didn't, to me, again, he didn't have the drive to ever want to be a great player. Like, I just didn't see that from Jimmy
0: Double B studio says, let's not forget. Jimmy practices, picks and practice. Trey practices, avoiding sacks and completing passes. Kyle is more to prove than Trey, right? Right. Good point.
1: I mean, if Trey isn't good, it's ultimately, I mean, we'll get made fun of a little bit, but Kyle might lose his like
0: Tom Brady, no. Matthew Stafford, no. Uh, Trey Lance, yes. So, I mean, there is a little bit of pressure on this. Brian Beltran says, Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl skills completion. Okay. (laughs) Okay. People love them. So Mac Jones, Brian Beltran says Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl. Jimmy did not. Yeah, I don't know. But he was an alternate. Mac Jones won the way made the Pro Bowl. He's an alternate. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember people Flav, I remember people saying Jimmy looked better than Brady in practice. Tell me when he actually does something. Hmm. I can't believe that. I also remember, I think that was propaganda. Because uh, it was Tom Curran. Someone said that Jimmy Garoppolo was the worst practice quarterback they ever had in New England, and that to me sounds correct because he is the worst practice quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, Brian Hoyer was better in practice than Jimmy Garoppolo. I cannot imagine that in New England he was lighting it up in practice, and over here he'd be this much of a liability in his own practice setting. No, I don't, I don't buy that at all. Like, Didn't throw, like five very- picks in a row? The, the, the players were down on Jimmy. I mean, we heard what Martellus Bennett and Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman and Jimmy have the same agent. Julian That's Edelman crazy. and Martellus Bennett were down on Jimmy. The, Jimmy was never going to lead that team, and that never got leaked out. I don't think John Lynch knew when he when he traded for Jimmy Garoppolo that actually the locker room had basically vetoed Jimmy Garoppolo, and he was never going to have that team. I don't think he knew that. So I don't know how we got in this. Thanks, Flav. Appreciate you. People giving it. More than all. Hey Flave,
1: Flave, also open invitation. I mean, you can call in. I do Thursday open mics on my show. I'll I'll gladly have the. Yeah, I mean, I love that you're paying here, but like, if you want to actually have the conversation and go back and forth, we we can do that on my on my channel for sure.
0: Flave says no, Jess. I actually want to be wrong. Emotional hedge. If Trey is good, Niners are good. I'm happy. If not, at least I was right. That's a good place to be as a fan. For sure. You know, because you're never wrong. The team is wrong. Why? You're not wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. Flav, appreciate you. WB Studio says, I say Kyle has more to prove than Trey this year because third downs need to improve as well as red zone TDs. Kyle uses Trey right. Kyle will prove he can coach up quarterbacks and turn them champions. I mean, he's got to prove that he made the right choice at quarterback. You know, he's really not made the right choice at quarterback yet. tier six. If he, if he can make the right choice now, I'll be forgiven. Cause you know, Patrick Mahomes is lurking. That decision. The Tom Brady decision hasn't hasn't gotten past that.
1: Yeah, that's 808, totally fair.
0: Eight oh eight Niner says they won the trade because if not, they don't get Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't get hurt and we don't get Bosa. It's a lot of ways to look at it. Right. Sean says <laughs> Trey Lance's number one asset is how hard he works to become better setting aside rare physical freaks like Randy Moss, the vast majority of the greats in sports obsessively worked on their game. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I think his temperament's a lot like Alex Smith, who did everything right. He's just way more gifted than Alex Smith was. That's
1: that's the, that's the key. That's the key is, is he does have, maybe not free, he doesn't, not maybe, he doesn't have freakish physical traits, but for a quarterback, he's pretty damn athletic. He certainly has a top-tier arm, and he has the drive and the want to be better. That's that's good. If
0: there was a spider chart, you know what I mean, of like all the different attributes a quarterback would have. His would be pretty well balanced and large. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. You now yeah. I know some people might have more a better spiral or more accuracy, but just the whole thing, I think he's the most gifted quarterback I've ever seen. Still, still, I think he just is above average in so many because it's like dozens and dozens and dozens of things that quarterbacks have to do. But for sure, um, Jimmy lost his drive after winning with Tom. Says William Bennett. Did he? He had a drive. Yeah, he there, does. You know? He does have more rings than anybody, any quarterback in the league other than Tom right now. So
1: maybe. Okay.
0: Give me a player or two who needs to show out in training camp.
1: All right. So first one that comes to mind, Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, you were in the doghouse last year. You remember at some point last year, he scrubbed his social media accounts and took all the 49ers stuff off. I mean, he did what Debo did pre-Debo. He was the original Debo with that. Except for he was outing when he did it. It wasn't over a contract negotiation. He was upset that he wasn't basically just given what he probably felt he was worth. And I believe at least from what I've seen, it seems like he's grown through that. He's pushed through that. And he realizes that, Hey, that's not how you're a professional in this league. You got to earn your spot, regardless of what you did in college, where you were drafted, any of that, none of that matters. You have to earn your spot every single day. And if he can learn that, Bud, you're, you're going to get a lot of run playing next to Trey Lance because the one time that you actually did look pretty explosive was when you played with Trey Lance in the second half against Seattle. So Trey Sermon, you've got a guy in Ty Davis Price who was also just drafted in the third round, but you have a year advantage on him. You know what it's like to be a pro. He doesn't necessarily know that. You've got a short leash, though, because they did try to draft your replacement potentially Mm-hmm. You got to go out and prove it and do it very, very quickly. I believe
0: that's a good name. Okay, I got some names um, on defense. Javon Kinlaw. Like if he can have a consistent camp where he's out there every day doing all the drills and participating, I think he's talented enough to be a good player. But if he's missing, he's on you know missing every other day, out there, not out there. I don't know. I I think he needs to be consistently practicing to take the next step. Cause we saw what he, I mean, last year he, they tried that with him last year, you know, on, on a day, off a day, manage him. didn't work. I need to see that this, everyone needs to see that this knee procedure worked and that he can be out there. He's like 24 years old. He should be able to practice every day. And if he can, I think he's going to have a really successful season. That's what I want to see. And then it's funny. He's going to be going up in one-on-ones. He didn't do any one-on-ones last year. That was a red flag. When he's doing one on ones this year, he's gonna be going up against Aaron Banks a lot. That's another guy. And it's gonna be fun to watch him go head to head because Banks, I mean, he might be a starting caliber offensive lineman. He might be good. Or he might not. He might be Josh Garnett. Gotta gotta find out. Because if he's not good, they gotta find something else. They gotta put Colton McKivitts in there or do something. Uh, Aaron Banks has, has to show something in camp. And he'll get every I like opportunity.
1: That. I like that. I think another guy that has to show something is Helenoa Funga. Yeah. Right. Like they they got rid of Tart, who has played with Jimmy Ward for a long time mm-hmm. in high school and at the professional level. Guy who has some chemistry. Let's let's be real. I mean, Tart is he's highly overrated when you listen to the fan base or certain parts of the fan base. But that being said, he is extremely inexpensive. And he's a starting level safety. At a very cheap price, he's the 99th highest-paid safety in the league right now, Grant. So if you passed up paying yep. him at the 99th highest-paid safety, and that's not overall, that's annually. So we got a one-year deal and is annually the 99th highest-paid safety. If you pass that up for Talanoa Hufunga, then and he's not better a starting be level safety. Right, that's a that, problem. That's a problem. that's a problem. So he has to show out as well. Yep,
0: I agree. Good names. Okay, final topic, and then. 49ers after dark is going dark for for a week espn ranks the 49ers 10th in their future power rankings will you explain how they came to this conclusion yeah this
1: was was actually a pretty cool little deal they did uh you have to have espn plus to read the article but i i do because i'm a i'm a ufc i'm an mma guy And so in order to get UFC pay-per-views, you have to have ESPN Plus. It's kind of a part of the deal they got. So, yeah, I do. Um, So what they did was they projected the next three years for every team. And they power ranked them based off of how they think those teams are going to do over the next three years. They gave rankings for how your roster is without the quarterback. Where does it rank? How's your quarterback coaching? Everything. They did a really really good job with this. But they had the 49ers ranked 10th, tied for yeah. 10th with the Cleveland Browns.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, I'm going to give you the teams they had ranked above them. We'll kind of go one by one quickly.
0: Real quick, Bills, I, just, just so yeah. people know like what the categories are. Yeah. It's overall roster minus quarterback, yeah. quarterback, coaching, draft and front office and they give everything like a like a 1 to 100 grade with a decimal point. It's very scientific. I love when there's a decimal point because now I take it seriously. Okay, let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just makes you seem extra smart with decimal points. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Completely agree. Like the Signers Niners
0: over. have a coaching grade of 91.0. That's the best. They have an overall best. roster grade minus quarterback of 85.5. Not 85.4. Fuck that. 85.5. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Rounding up, baby. That's as good yeah. as 86. That's where I come from.
0: Yeah. No, so Don't get crazy. They're not quite at 86 level yet.
1: Right, right. But if you're rounding up, Grant, I mean, this is Prices Right rules. All right. Yeah. So the teams they had above them were the okay. Bills,
0: okay.
1: which no issue. The, these first six or so teams I have no issue with. And I'll tell you why in a second. Bills, Chiefs, Packers, Rams, Chargers, Bengals, Ravens. Those were the first seven or so they had above them. I really don't have an issue with that. And the reason is, is because... Those teams all have an established quarterback. We've been going back and forth with Flav a little bit, kind of razzing him, and he's been razzing us. But at the end of the day, we really truly don't know what Trey Lance is yet. Right.
0: And, and right. those right. guys have
1: established. Yeah. Right. And these no guys have top. established top 10 guys. Right. And so if, if you have that, you're automatically ahead of things. Now, here's where I draw an issue. I think the 49ers should probably be next on this list. them were Cleveland, but they went with the Bucks, who. I mean, what they're going to have one year probably of Tom Brady. Right. And then what after that? What, where do you go to after that? I mean, talk about a question mark. You don't even know who the starter is after Tom Brady retires. Right. That's so true. I have an issue with that. And then the Colts who have had a revolving door at the quarterback position for the last few years. Yeah. So those rosters may be good.
0: Right. In fact, that right. whole, it, you know, regime could get fired in a year if Matt Ryan doesn't save their jobs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And And I I would argue Super Bowl window. Now, I think there's multiple ways you can look at this. But when I say is the Super Bowl window open, that means wide open. Like you're competing now for a Super Bowl. I think the 49ers window over the next two years is more wide open than what the Chiefs is, to be frank with you, because the Chiefs are going to pay Mahomes a lot of money. They're already starting to lose some good pieces and their roster is nowhere near as built as the 49ers. And I do expect Trey Lance is going to be a top seven to 12 guy. And if I believe that, I think their window is way more wide open than the Chiefs is. I think the Chiefs is slightly closed for a couple of years. Now with Andy Reid and and Patrick Mahomes, it can open at any point. But right now, if I'm just forecasting, I think it's closing. And I think the 49ers window is opening. So. I don't know. To me, I think the 49ers are a little bit too low. But if you don't have an established quarterback for the next three years, it's worse than having a question mark of at least a guy that's on the roster. We don't even know for the Bucks and Colts who the hell is going to be there
0: next year. Let me go through the Niners grades because they're fascinating to me. like What they think of the Niners. So overall roster minus quarterback, 85.5. That's seventh best in the league. That's high praise. Yeah. Very high praise for a team that has, you know, question marks. And we've got, we've talked about it all off season They're like five different positions. People think the Niners are better than solid, like borderline elite quarterback, 76, 18th. Okay. That's kind of low, especially in a future ranking where you're thinking like someone you invest in for the future, Trey Lance. I mean, top three pick. Okay. So coaching 91, that's fifth. So the roster is seventh. The coaching is fifth. That's usually a good team, but draft Mm -hmm. 19th, 76.8. Well, that's all about the quarterback position. And then front office, 80, that's 16th. Again, that's all about the quarterback position. So if Trey Lance is good, then all the other grades go up. It's all about Lance. And to me, again, I just feel like there's too much. It's been a long time since a team took a quarterback and sat him for a year, especially a guy that was drafted that high. People are confused. And I think people are two down on Trey Lance. I mean, eight, there are 17 quarterbacks you'd rather build around in the future than Trey Lance. 17? I mean, I doubt that. I don't think so. Yeah. I think more likely that he'd be, even with only two starts under his belt, closer to 10. Just give just off pedigree. So I don't know. I feel like you know, maybe they're overestimating the coaching a little bit, maybe they're overestimating the roster a little bit and underestimating Trey. I don't know. But to come out at 10th. Maybe that's overall fair. I mean, there are some question marks in this team.
1: There, there definitely is. There definitely is. But basically they echoed what I thought, which is, okay, so it's a top seven roster. You have seven I, teams I that know. I, right, right. And you at least have a quarterback on the team for the next three years, we would think, and Trey Lance. Yeah. Those other teams don't even have a quarterback guaranteed on their roster for the next three years. So yeah. the unknown with the 49ers is less than what the Bucks and – The Colts have now. The difference is they probably believe that, well, with at least even one year of Matt Ryan or Tom Brady, we know what those guys are. And so that maybe that team can win this year. And so that's enough to put them ahead out of, you know, 33 percent chance to win this year, I I guess. But I just I, I also feel like they missed. They added the draft thing, which was cool but they missed on player development. That was a category that they could have added. And that would have balanced out the True. whole drafting in my opinion. That's a good point.
0: That's a good point. I guess you'd have to put that in coaching or whatever, right. um, but yeah, it's a good point. Uh, what else do I want to say? I'll remember it in a minute. Zach Bowen says, Aaron Banks is my choice. I think we really need him to be good this year. Our O-line kind of scares me right now. mclinchy too, man. McClinchy. McGlinchy. Dude, be out. He said he was going to be ready for the beginning of training camp. You better be. You better be. Because, I don't know, I mean, look, he's a disappointment. He wasn't worth the top 10 pick. He's a solid right tackle, okay? He's a solid right tackle. He can be a good run blocker at times. They don't have another solid right tackle on their roster. They really need Mike McGlinchey. They really need Mike McGlinchey.
1: Yeah, they do. They do need Mike. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's going to be pivotal to winning this year. Mike McGlinchey is as important as any, really.
0: Miguel Santana says I'm gonna smash my head on a glass beer if D Ford is on this team this season Trey is going to be a beast I'll use Jimmy Stan square TF up wow Miguel is here's enough. what's gonna
1: happen you're gonna do that but then he's gonna get a sack and a half in week one in limited maybe 25 snaps or so we're all gonna get excited and then Thursday we're gonna learn he has a back problem is that definitely again that's that's the D Ford cycle.
0: All right, C. Turley says, hey, I'll never address the Seattle trade possibility. Does it happen? Why or why not? I say no because it's an arch nemesis. Again, the Niners would have to probably pay the entire salary. Hey, we're paying – and maybe they would. We want – but the thing is you have to – we're going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo to play for you, Seattle, but you have to play him when we play you. That's the stipulation. You can't play Geno Smith because we want to play Jimmy. We think Jimmy gives us a better chance to win. Yeah. Fred Fred Warner knows his tendencies.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. All right. Well, that was a that was a really good show. Y'all. So many donations. People getting back in the spirits. It's time. It's football season. We made it through the lean times. And those lean times are a little scary for content creators, especially if it's your entire job. But we did it. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <I'm back. laughs> we did. We have and, we have one more show technically before training camp officially starts. Yeah. One more show because we go on Wednesdays and training camp officially starts Thursday for the 49ers. But We've we've essentially made it, Grant. Kudos to you, man. Kudos Being to a full time guy, this is tough.
0: Kudos to us. This was fun. Thanks for watching, everyone. Nine hundred people. It's feeling like football season. This was great. See you guys bright and early tomorrow with Croc. See you guys then.